Welcome back to another episode of Produce Grind Podcast. Carrington the JB with me. Yo. What's good? Special guest, we got Ronnie J in the building. What's good, bro? What's up, my boy? Down here in Miami, you know what I mean? It's a little special. I know the scenery is a little different, everything. I feel like every podcast we're in a different location. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We do a different location. That means your boy's working. Facts. 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 Yeah. Facts. Yeah. But shoot, man, let's... um. For everyone that doesn't know, well, pretty, pretty much you had a pretty big year in 2018, this year as well. You had the Rap Devil. You had... What else? You had, you had the... Uh, with the Eminem and you had MGK stuff. Just talk to us a little bit about like what uh, that's been like. The six nine, love. yeah, the six, yeah, I did, baby, like, a whole bunch of yeah. stuff. Yeah, talk to us a little bit about like what that year's been like. I mean, twenty eighteen was wild. Um, yeah, it actually was like a lot wilder than like what people know, right? Because like I was traveling, you know, the world with Kanye. Mm-hmm. You know, I was in Africa with him. Yeah, that was a whole crazy experience. What about, um, like what y'all was doing out there? Just working on music. Well, trying to work on music. Mm. <laughs> Um, but uh, that that didn't you know that didn't really last too long. He didn't really want to, he didn't want to be out there no more. So, was that when he was doing like the y'all seen on Instagram? Yeah, the church like the Afro beat stuff for like the, uh, you said like the church beats. Yeah, like when they were they were like singing the Sunday in the, service. But now yeah. he does that in like he does that in L.A. or something, Calabasas. Yeah, or something. yeah. I, I kind of feel like I mean, not not that you say that. Mm-hmm. He had like these uh like globes being built out there, and they had like studios inside of them. So I feel like that's probably where he got the whole idea from, because I mm. think his his certain his Sunday service is like in the globe out there, right? It's I like thought a, it was, I thought it was like in the mountains. Yeah, it's like in like both. I think he has like a it's like in an inside type of space, and then he does it outside as well. Yeah, that's like crazy. in the hills or something. Yeah. But, how'd y'all even link up? How'd you even link up with Kanye? Like how'd that happen? Um, I mean, really, I was just like just chilling, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I just got like the call. I think through like my management at the time, and it was like, "Yo, Kanye wants you to be in Chicago tomorrow." Mm. So like, you know. That was cool, you know. I wasn't really too surprised. It was just like a matter of time that, mm. like, that, like, you get that call from like right. that legendary person, yeah. you know. Right. Um, and then I went to Chicago and I met him, and he was wearing a T-shirt with like X on the face, of, like mm. with X's face on it. And I told him I was like, "Yo, like, I respect that." And he was like, "Yeah, like, you know, I respect you guys for doing what y'all do and all that." And I just remember telling him like, "Like, thank you for having me." He was like, "Thanks for coming," like you know. So and then um. I don't know where he was just like, he was like, yeah, you know, we're going to Columbia tomorrow. You want to go? And I was like, yeah, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Columbia tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But it was crazy because like, I, I didn't have my passport on me. So I had to fly all the way back to Miami to grab my passport. Dang. Yeah. And, and then, then go to Columbia. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it was on the way, but right, still, right. Like, it was like extra flights. <laughs> so what you think, bro, just be traveling like these countries to get new inspiration or like something? Yeah, like that's that? exactly what he does, bro. It's like, you know, like if he wants to link up with like some artists, you know, like this, mm. like if he sees something, you know, like, a piece of art here and he wants to go meet the artist he'll go to that country and like go link with the artist and yeah he's like very like in a moment bro mm-hmm. like, I remember one time we was about to get on a jet like literally bro about to walk on the jet and he just gathered he like gathered like everybody he was like yo everybody come here come here he was like what's up and he was like yeah you know I really don't want to go to LA no more I'd rather stay in Chicago and work so then we had to like rebook the hotel rooms and it was like a crazy experience. While you were about to get on the jet time. yeah like bro I, I was telling all my boys in LA like I'm pulling up you know what I'm saying everybody thought I was coming mm-hmm. But it's all good though. Mm-hmm. Have you taken any, like, do you do that? Like, kind of mimic his, like, how he goes and travels for inspiration? Do you do that now? Or do you, like, put that as a part of your kind of I mean, way of getting inspiration? Not not to that level. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully one day though. Mm-hmm. I'm into that though. I like that. Mm. When you usually start making beats, like, what do you, like, what do you, do you find your inspiration <clears throat> from? When I started from. No, when you yeah. start making beats, like, oh, where now, do you usually nowadays, get your inspiration? Yeah. I mean, nowadays I just get, you know, my inspiration from, like, a lot of like new sounds, like whatever I hear is like new. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't really go back into like old music and do all that. Mm-hmm. It's really like whatever I hear, you know? And a lot of things is like, I don't really like copying of people. So I like, you know, just doing my own thing too. Mm-hmm. But I realize like nowadays, a lot of people use the same type of beats. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Meaning, meaning like too. what? Meaning like, you know, like I don't want to say names or nothing like that, but it's just like, you know, certain type of beats. Like a lot of the younger kids... You know, like shout out all of them, but like a lot of it sounds the same. You know, not everybody has their own signature sound. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. But that's what makes the legends the legends, you know? Yeah. Right. But um, I think it's important to like do your own thing, but like also be familiar with that too, with like what everybody's doing. Right. Well, talk to us a little bit about like um how you started. I know you guys started. That's recording, right? Just want to make sure. Yeah, we good. Yeah, we good. But um, like your whole sound, like I remember, you, like back in 2015 when like the my, the South Miami scene was really taking off. Like that year was like, like that was crazy for Miami. Like yeah. talk about like your sound and like growing in that and like 
in that time period, everything with your production, with the rise of that um, that region of the country and music. Just talk a little bit about that. Like, what what was that like as well? Well, yeah, I'm not from here, so I came out here for college, mm-hmm. and I wasn't even producing yet. Um, and then my homie from back home, he is producing. Shout out, good work, Charlie. It's my boy. Um, we grew up together and he was producing. I seen like he was like, you know, just like going somewhere with it, you know? And like, I'm from Jersey, bro. Like nobody really makes it up out of there. So definitely got to cut that off. But, you know, I play, I play drums. So it's like, I'm just like, yo, like I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. But I was just like, yo, I got to do something. I just seen like he was making a way. So I got into it. And then um, I was like in and out of different schools and stuff like that. I even left Miami at one point. And then once I came back, that was like when I started going hard with it. And then um, I was going to the Art Institute at the time. And one of my homies was like, yo, I know this rapper named Denzel Curry from out of uh, Cal City, which is like mm-hmm. in Miami. I was like, all right, bet. And he linked us. And then, um, you know, it was like all history from there, you know. Right. Um, we dropped like this, we dropped this one song called Threats. And it went viral on the internet. And I was like earlier when like everybody was like on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. like we just woke up to like Threats having like hella plays on SoundCloud. Um, and then... You know, it was just like everything is history, bro. From there, then we made Ultimate, and then once we made Ultimate, <coughs> we did like a we did like a Adidas commercial with that. Yeah, so Ultimate was why. like really the one of the big songs that broke through like the underground and hit kind of like mainstream, yeah. mainstream level. Yeah, because like Chris Brown was playing it, you know, at all his um, shows. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that was like when DJ Carnage hit me up. At that mm-hmm. point, I was sleeping on my boy's floor. You know what I'm saying? So like, I hated life at that point, um, but. Yeah, I, remember, I just remember like DJ Carnage like tweeting me Ultimate in all caps, and then, mm-hmm. you know I started chilling with him. And, you know, yeah, I mean y'all got that same similar like aggression in your music, like both cool, of y'all. Me and Carnage. Yeah, definitely. Word. Definitely. <coughs> weren't you on um, you like when you came down here? You were pursuing um, I bet it's like mold or something. This or I swear my <laughs> asthma going crazy. <laughs> oh no, I'm good for now. But um, weren't you <coughs> you were pursuing like architecture or something like that, right? Nah, like I used to want to be an architect growing up. Yeah, um, when I came down here at first, I was I was gonna do like criminal justice because I just like you know I'm a th- I'm a thinker, bro. My mind's always running, mm-hmm. so like I sit there and think about one situation and all possibilities, like you know what I'm saying and everything. So I was gonna do that, but I, I knew I just wasn't really happy with it, you know. So like I didn't really care about school either. I just wanted to be in Miami at that point. Mm. That, so was, was, that was that was you something that was something you were doing. You're like, well, shit, I got to do something to at least have a. Um, I mean, yeah, like my dad was like, yo, you got to be in school. My mom was like, yo, I'm down for whatever you want to do. And then I had, I don't got no family out here. So like I had nowhere to stay, nowhere to sleep. So I was like, okay, school, school housing, you know? Right. So like I would just go for like a semester and then I didn't really have good grades. I, I wasn't able to like afford the next semester. So I was just, it would last like one semester. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then it just kept working, working. And then I was, you know, I was staying with different people like couch hopping and stuff like that. Um, and then um, Denzel Curry, he just like kind of got to the point to where he got his own house. I just started staying with him. Mm. Yeah. And then I was like one, like we met X and everybody else. And y'all all were staying together. You, X, and Denzel at the same time were all staying together. Yeah, at one point. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Man, hit the inhaler pump. What was y'all like, um, like work uh, environment back then? Back then, it was crazy. Like the house was like a clubhouse, you know? Like, I was sleeping on the couch, but there was, like, mad people that were coming in and out, like, every single day. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I ain't really rock with it like that. Because I like my own really? personal, nah. Mm. I like my own personal space, like, you know? Mm. And, like, back then, like, I didn't really realize, like, you know, like, what everything would turn into. You know what I'm saying? I was just in it, just dealing with it. Um, I knew that better days would come, but, like, I didn't really know exactly how things would turn out. But, uh... Eventually, like somebody moved out, and then I started getting a little bit of money, and then um, I, I moved into one of the bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Well, so, at this time, uh, were you working a job, or were you just strictly like making money off of like music, and everything? Yeah, I was just making money off of music, but like barely though. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was just like putting all my time into it, like just getting by type shit. Yeah, like I, I didn't have a phone, bro. Like for so long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was your business set up right back then? Like, were you losing out on money? Was I losing out on money? Uh, nah. As far as placements mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Nah, because I was really only working with Denzel Curry, you know? So, nah, I wasn't losing out no money. Mm. Nope. So, uh, like, let's let's um take it back. Like, you you say you're from Jersey, right? Yeah. So, like, what's it, what's it, what was it like for you, like, growing up in Jersey? Like, did you have any type of, um, 
music influence? Like, like, how did you even like figure out about making beats and stuff like that? Yeah, well, growing up, I grew up in like church music, so I grew mm-hmm. up in church. So I don't really got the whole history like Tupac and Biggie and all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I respect all the legends, but I'm not gonna sit here and act like I know everything about hip hop and everything. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? I just make music. I just love music. Um, so like growing up though, I just, you know, I came up on like, you know, Lil Wayne, everybody, you know, everybody. Yeah. But like in my area, we came up on like Meek Mill mm. and stuff like that. So I was really listening to like a lot of Meek Mill, stuff like that. Um, and then what inspired me to make beats was my homie, Good Work Charlie. Mm-hmm. He's the one that like inspired me. Mm. Cause I knew I just had to do something with my life, you know? Yeah, mm. facts. When you first started making beats, did you know that's what you wanted to do? Mm. Yeah, definitely. I was all in. Like, there was no turning back. I had to make it, mm. for sure, yeah. And what was, like, the kind of, like, the workflow, like, when you first decided, like, all right, this is what I'm going to do, where you just decided to, like, lock in a room and just make these every yeah, day? Yeah, it was time. every day, like, no life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, literally no life. Like, no life. And I was used to, like, doing things, you know? Like, being social, like, having friends with the girls and all that. Mm. But, like, back then, like, I didn't care. Like, my boys would tell you, they already know. Like, everybody in the house could be partying, whatever, and I'm in my room, door locked. Don't even knock on my door. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that was, that was my vibe. So it was mostly you cooking up by yourself versus you cooking up with artists making songs. So it was No, mo- I did both. Like, in the very beginning, it was like just me alone, you know? Yeah. like, I didn't really know a lot of artists like that. You gotta that. perfect your craft and all that. Yeah, that too. But that just comes with like every day. You know what I'm saying? Doing it every day. But then like, once I linked up with Denzel Curry, everything just kind of like, you know, just happened. Like, it was destiny. It was like, everything happened organic. Mm-hmm. And then that, you know, that was when like Ski came by, X, and then Pump, and then Perp, and then that was when I started making stuff with them, like in person. Was it more like yeah. being that you like to make, like kind of be on your own? Was it kind of nerve wracking, like when you were making beats in front of them, or like having artists kind of like listening to your music? Nah, I like it because it's a guarantee. What you know what I'm mean? saying? It's a guarantee. Like if you're the artist, I'm the producer. Mm-hmm. You can tell me exactly what you want. And you want to use it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Like I'm, I'm with all that. I just want to, you know, create. Mm-hmm. You know. Going back, I was um in your uh, genius video. You were talking about um in the beginning, you used to watch a lot of tutorials and stuff like that. Like, what yeah. were um what were some of the things like? Well, first of all, what was what was one of the things like came easy to you first, and what was the thing that was kind of took long for you to figure <clears throat> out as far as in your um in your making beats like in techniques? Yeah, I think the thing that came easy was just like the drums and the patterns, cause like I play drums. Mm. Um, and then the thing that came like hardest was probably just like trying to figure out. Like the composing part, you know, just like the positioning of like, you know, stuff like that and how long I want things to be and stuff like that, you know. Oh, like sequencing kind of like putting yeah. the song together more like melodic. Exactly. Well, like not even that. I mean, just like, you know, like as far as like intro, how long the verse supposed to be, then mm-hmm. the hook and yeah, like yeah. all that type of stuff. I think that was like the hardest, but like my strong point is percussion for sure. Mm. Yeah. And what, then, oh yeah, no, go ahead. What software did you start in? Hmm? What software did you start in? Oh, I started on uh, Reason. Mm, really? Yeah, I started on Reason on a PC. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. You, was it like a natural, like, okay, <laughs> this is a drum pad. I'm used to playing drums. Is that why? Or nah, you... I was never into, like, the drum pads and all that. Yeah. And, like, NPCs and all that. I was never yeah. really into that. Nah. You just click? That's yeah, it. like, even now, I don't own a keyboard or nothing. Mm. Damn. I don't even, like... I don't even have like speakers. <laughs> Damn. Damn. You just use headphones? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I got a speaker, but it's nothing that people would like ever use, you know? Like a, just, like a Bluetooth speaker? Yeah. So, so you don't need all that extra shit? Nah, I don't, I don't want none of that. You don't need all that. Yeah. What headphones do you got? What headphones do you use? I don't own, I don't own any headphones. <laughs> so how you like? Straight Bluetooth speaker. You don't need Dang. all that. That's hard. You don't need that. That's hard. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have any headphones. <laughs> Have you, been, have you been doing that like the whole entire like your whole time you produce or no, like I just, you start off I just had different vibes like you know I have like a few months when like I'm on this you know I, I have this type of speaker then I get tired of that and I go mm. I go to some different type of speakers mm. or I might just like go to straight headphones or I might use nothing straight up the laptop mm. you know yeah. what I'm saying so it's just like it's like vibes, like, you know, different moments and stuff so when you were first starting making beats like what were you like how did you learn how to get your mix right like um, I didn't really know about mixing though, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's why the sound was what it was or what mm-hmm. it is, you know? Going back to what we I didn't we really care do- about that in the beginning, to be honest. Yeah. But like now, I understand it's very important. And music is always changing, bro. Right. So it's like, you gotta just, you gotta know how to get with it, whatever it is. Now I know, you know what I'm saying? Now I got people that I, could, that I trust, I send my stuff to, they can mix it down or whatever. I got like a team, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
going back to what we were just saying, because I know a lot of producers that feel like when they're just starting out, they feel like they need to get certain equipment or like, damn, once I get those speakers, I'm going to be able to make shit sound crispy. Or once I get, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you mean. It doesn't sound like you ever struggle with that scene, like you like cooking up a Bluetooth speaker, you don't really care. It's just like- what Nah, you because I came from the bottom, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, I don't really ever get, I don't ever get too used to anything to where like, I got to have this. I got to be here. I got to, I just, I just want to get it done. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then going back, so what what would you find yourself like searching when you were looking like when you were on YouTube? Like what would you find yourself like looking for? Yeah. Um, it definitely wasn't tight beats. It was just how to do things within the program. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like how to sound like any, anything. Yeah. That wasn't, you know, what I was on. Mm. We were but talking like, about, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, but like, you know, like that was like what, like, I don't know, like six years ago, seven years ago. I don't know. But like so like back then, like tight beats wasn't really such a thing like it is now. Like now, nah, there's more producers than ever. You know, just like mm. artists. What producers were you looking up to back then? Back then, um, I like Southside. You know, I like TM88. I like Metro. Um, really like you know, shout out all the legends and all the older guys. But like, I really was like more into like what's up to date. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But shout out like Pharrell. Like I linked up with Pharrell. You know what I'm saying? He works on Logic too, and he was like. I remember I was in the studio with him and I was making some stuff on like whatever he just gave me, like a loop or whatever. And he was like, man, like I just really want to watch how you do things. Like it's interesting, which is cool to hear that from a legend, you know? Was it, did you get to watch him make beats at all? Yeah. Was was there anything that like he did that was like different than uh, what you've seen before? Um, Yeah, like he's not really like he has to have all this and that. Honestly, like when I first went in the room with him, he was like, yo, bro, like I don't really know how you want to do this because I never really, you know, collabed with a producer like that. I never, I don't never, he was saying like he never really had anybody's come in a room and they, they worked together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was like super like intrigued by like when I was like, okay, bro, just like make, you know, make a loop and then send it to me. Mm-hmm. But now he's at that level to where he just like goes to his laptop, he'll do something. And then he has like his engineer that would just like, you know, like literally position it for him and like do everything. Like structure it out. Yeah. But like he, he's like, you know, he's a, he's a genius. So like, he'll just be like, yo, I want this like right here, right there, right there. But he does all the sounds himself, you know? And when you're in the studio with guys like him and Kanye, do you hear them calling out like musical terms, like scales and chords? They just kind of just more like- Diminished eighth. Yeah, or they just kind of just- Never. Never, it's just more off of just- Just Just like like your ear. Yeah, Mm. that's hard. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of people feel like they But the people that do know that, you know, like it's no disrespect to them. like. That's great too, you know what I'm saying? To have that knowledge as nah, well. Sure. Yeah, they got their you know what I'm saying? Like, that's amazing, but it doesn't take for that for you to be great, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's really just like it's in you, you know? It's gotta be in you. Mm. Were there ever moments like in the studio? I, I, I imagine like when you have like people of that level, like all in the studio, and then you play something like that catches everybody's ear. Like I just think about like how fire your stuff has to be to catch the ear of Pharrell and Kanye all at once. Yeah. Well, yeah, like the Pharrell thing happened just really just through like my management, you know, mm-hmm. having such a close relationship with him. And then, you know, of course, once we linked up, he was like, you know, he heard the stuff and he was like, he makes a lot of faces. He doesn't really be like, yo, that's fire, that's fire. Like he makes a lot of faces. That's how you know. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. Like like you play like something on the piano and then like, you know, when that moment when everyone turns their head, like yeah. I just imagine like having that experience. You know, it's crazy. Probably. But like, honestly, like when I be in these situations, like I don't really like... I appreciate it, but I always appreciate it more like after the fact, you know? It takes right, like a month right. later and I'll be like, wow, like I was really just, you know, with these guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or just, you know, it's crazy because it's like, what, like 8 billion people in the world and it's like me out of all people. Like, it's a blessing. Right. For sure. It's lit. That's crazy. Um, so let's talk about uh, going back to some of those records from last year. Um, How did the, the, the MGK Eminem diss like how did that record come about? It was just destiny. That's it, literally. <laughs> just destiny, bro. Like, <laughs> he's like, what? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, like you woke up though, bro. the song was out. Like, no, nah, it's not even that. Well, kind of, yeah. Like, literally, like, you know, I just, I sent beats in for Eminem. He chose like two of them. Um, no, I'm talking about the one that MGK was rapping on. Oh, for MGK? Yeah, yeah. It was like I was in the studio. My boy was like, yo, I'm going to have MGK pull up. He pulled up and he was like, yo, bro, I kept hearing your name. And like, you know, I was with Post Malone. They, they brought up your name. He's like, bro, I kept hearing your name. I had to come see what's up. Like, what is this about? I played him shit literally for 10 minutes. He took like a whole batch or whatever. And he was like, yo, I'm going to my studio right now. He went to his studio. 
that ended up being um, Rap Devil. <laughs> and like the other one I got on his last album, whatever. Um, and, you know, he decided to, to talk about Eminem. Do, do, do what he did with it, yeah. Yeah, he did what he did with it. And then Eminem did what he did with it. And then once it dropped, everybody's like, yo, how, how, how? Like, you know, it was so crazy. But yeah. that's the crazy thing about life, you know? Like when things are meant to happen, like when things are meant to be, that's what I mean by destiny. Like, you know, everybody thought that like I set it up or I did whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like, nah, it was just meant to happen. <laughs> Which is crazy because there's no producer ever in history that has ever produced two disc records, two, two disc records oh, towards each other. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just You would think would be like, well, fuck OMG, Ronnie too. Like, yeah, so right now everybody needs to know that. everybody that something to do with yeah, that song. Everybody needs to know that because I'm the only one thus far to do that. Cook up two disc records. Yeah, that, back to back. And how do you think that came? You think like, he heard it and he was like, oh shit, I need to fuck with him too? Like, Nah, because I think Eminem dropped first. Yeah, Eminem dropped first. Oh, he dropped the disc first? Wasn't it like that? Or am I tripping? MGK dropped first, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Honestly, I don't even care. Yeah. But they both came out. It's crazy. I don't really like... I don't know. Shit drops, so I just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I don't get stuck on nothing, bro. I don't even look at it. Like, I just I just downloaded Spotify on my phone. Damn. <laughs> For real? Yeah, and like, so I have you, Spotify. So what you listen to? Uh, Apple, Apple Music. Oh, okay. yeah, but like I just downloaded like my Spotify, and I have like two two million monthly listeners, and like that's yeah, so cool. Talk about that. So, like, when did you decide that you actually wanted to be an artist, or has that always been part of the plan? Um, wasn't really always a part of the plan, but like back when I was working with Denzel Curry, I just felt like you know he was traveling the world and stuff like that, and I just wanted more out of it. You know, I didn't I didn't want to just be known to work with one artist, produce for one artist. You know what I'm saying? Another thing is like, I always would like flow, make flows and, excuse me, it would just come naturally for me. So I'm like, yo, fuck it. Like, I know I got the look, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like a shadow type of nigga, like a guy, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like the background of nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've always been like, like that dude, like, you know what I'm saying? At least like, you know, like prom king and shit like that. So I'm just like, I gotta be out there. I cannot be in a background. I can't be shelved. Like, fuck mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I gotta see the world. I gotta be on stage, like all that. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I just started really going hard with it. And I, I know I already knew how I already knew how it was gonna go as far as like people like being like, oh, like it's trash, stick to like stick to producing or whatever. Like I really don't care about none of that. Cause like, you know, whoever it's for, that's who it's for. Like that's just that. If you get a hit as a rapper, do you feel like you'll like push push your producing career back? Nah. I just wanna balance it. Like, you know how like when you see Pharrell, like you don't look at Pharrell like a producer or a rapper at this point. He's just an artist, you know? So I just want people to accept whatever I bring to the table, whether it's like me on a hook, me on a beat, or like me on somebody else's beat, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't really want to box it in. Mm-hmm. But you know, it takes time and work, so it's all good. Why do you think like the producer gets shoved into the background? Like, why does it take <laughs> stepping out as an artist to I be? Think, yeah, I think producers get shoved in the background because they allow it. You know what I'm saying? But like, it depends on who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. But that's not me, so. I feel like a lot of producers are more like kind of like opposite of everything you just said, like how you're saying, but like Prime King, like center retention, yeah. likes the limelight stuff. Which is fine though, because at the end of the day, everyone is equal, but not everybody shares the same path. Right. So it's like, that's just my path, you know? You think there's some people that kind of a little confused, like they, they're not that type of person, but they want to be that type of person type of <laughs> <laughs> I think that's some real shit. I mean, not everybody could be Michael Jordan. Not everybody right. could be my little bro, little pump. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, not everyone can be number one. You just gotta play your role. Mm. You know what I'm saying? There's people out here that don't have legs, bro. You gotta be thankful that you know that we even got legs and arms and yeah, eyes to right. see. Like, I know, I know all about that. <laughs> I wasn't walking for like a month from my broken leg and shit. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I already know. <laughs> yeah, nah, gotta but be grateful for all that shit. That's what I'm saying, bro. So, I mean, you know, we, we're always going to want more. You know what I'm saying? As people, that's that's automatic. But, you know, you just got to be thankful for where you at, for where you are right now in the moment. Mm. How do you feel about patience? What is like, what is being patience? patient to you as a producer and an artist? I don't really have any patience at this point. But, like, you know, coming up, you definitely got to have patience because it doesn't really happen overnight. And even if it does, then, you know, you, you, you're usually not going to last. <laughs> So I'd rather take time and patience. That's just something you got to work on. You know what I'm saying? Pray about it. I don't know what you do, but like, 
I don't know. He's got to have no choice at the end of the day. Like I said, things are going to happen when they're meant to happen. It sounds like you like really understand like the journey of a process. It's like a lot of people will get so focused on the destination, but then they don't take time to enjoy the process. Like, did you just grow up and like saw that in people or is that something that's naturally in you? Like have the ability to just enjoy the process and not kind of rush things. I think, I think it's just like naturally in me, mm. but I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if this is like answering your question, but it's like, it's weird because you know, with me being down here in South Florida and like working for all these years to get to where I am now, I also missed out on a lot, you know, like family time mm. and stuff like that. See my nephews grow up or like when my, like when one of my grandmas passed away, I wasn't really there for that. Like, you know, mm. it's a lot of different things. So I don't know, bro. it also seems just like a blur too. It seems like a blur, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, like, you know, the older I get, like, the more I learn to like enjoy each moment that comes with just being mature. That comes with time. So I don't expect like a 15-year-old to learn how to enjoy the moment. Mm. These kids right now are just banging out 100 beats a day. So like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like things are always changing, bro. Mm. It's crazy. You be, you be making 100 beats a day? No, I don't do that. I don't do that. I make a lot though. <laughs> I don't think anybody makes 100 beats a day. Right. But like I do make a lot though. You know what I'm saying? I for sure make a lot because I know I got to be I gotta be on top of my game. You mm. know? So I'm for sure making a lot. That's a fact. What's the longest like you'll spend on it? Is there like a certain point where you're like a cutoff point where you're like, yo, I'm spending way too much time on this beat. This just needs to start a fresh new idea. It was like that in the beginning, mm -hmm. not now. Cause like whatever I start, like I know I'm gonna wanna finish, you know? Mm -hmm. For the most part. It's like very rare that like I start something and I don't finish it. Mm -hmm. But it happens sometimes, you know. And are you using like loops or are you playing stuff more now or like I do both. I got two producers signed to me as well. Mm -hmm. They make like loops and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, How you feeling like, about the loop game and using like using loops as producers? Like, what are yeah. your thoughts on that whole? I mean, like when I first loop? started, I wasn't I wasn't on it at all. Like, I wasn't really into that. Um, now it's like a thing. Like mm -hmm. people will become rich off of it. You know, you got Frank Dukes, you got Q Beats, a bunch of other guys. You got my guys. But every day I check my DM, I got a kid like, "Yo, can I send you my new samples?" Like, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Like, I can't even keep up with it. You be but, listening to those? Huh? You be listening to the ones they send you? Not every single person, but like before I even before I let them send me samples like to my email, I'll just be like, send me some videos. Like, you know what I mean? Instead of like flooding up my email. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And what do you mean send you videos? Like videos like, of them? Like nah, just like record it. Like let me hear. Oh, of the beat of the yeah, oh, just okay. like record it, send it to my email. And then if it's crazy, like, yeah, I'm all I'm all about the opportunity. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I'm all about signing them and all that. Word. So yeah. And then let's talk about importance of a tag, because I know your tag, like for instance, like my girl, she she don't know who you are, you know what I mean? But she's, oh yeah, I know that tag when I play one yeah, of your songs. That's like, why. Yeah, I've heard that before, Mad Times, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's lit. <laughs> well, first of all, where'd that come from? Um, I was in LA at like a house party type of vibe. And my boy was just like, there's like, you know, girls in the room and all that. And there's like a studio set up. And my boy was like, yo, it's like this little blonde chick. He was like, yo, go say, oh my God, Ronnie, like, you know, on the mic. And then she went up and did it. And I was like, yo, I'm using that. That's crazy. Like, I got to use it, you know? Mm. I wish I would have thought about that like earlier on, like when I had X like say something and I uh, sipping tea. Mm. He said something like, "I'm in a booth with the booth with Ronnie J," you know. Mm -hmm. So I wish I would have thought about that earlier on. But mm. like now, I have so many tags, bro. Like it's crazy. Oh, like, for real? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember the first one was like, "What Ronnie J listened up," and then it's yeah. kind of evolved into like you like it's like this sound kind of evolves in a tag too. Yeah. There's some producers that have like their tag their beats may be fire but their tag sounds super outdated. Hell yeah. And it's mm. like especially yeah. with online producers I felt that yeah. can hold them back oh, and all man. that stuff. They buying their tag from the same person. <laughs> Everybody had the same shit. The same voice and shit. Right. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think the tag is cool. Um I think it's cool, bro. It's like putting a label or like a yeah, logo. It's like putting a label. Exactly. Beat. What about some of your records where you don't Cause I think on the the Eminem records, one of them you didn't have your tag, right? Yeah, I mean that was on him. Like, he, uh, I think that was because like he used the take he beat like in the beginning or okay. something. But I mean, for the most part, I definitely won it. But like on Baby, I didn't have it, mm -hmm. and that was because like Six Nine just wanted to go for like the more like commercial. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We kind of went back and forth about us like on some bro shit though. Like he yeah. was like Ronnie, please, please, I, I got think it you, bro. Fit for sure. I, never, I don't know. For I mean, I, I made it work, but like I understood, and like I, at the end of the day, like I don't really care. I was like, fuck it. Like I did some Spanish shit. Like mm -hmm. I'm coming left field. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's lit. Seven hundred fifty-five like, million views. <laughs> yeah. Fuck out of here, okay? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even know it was that many views. Like that's crazy, but. 
Uh, you know, yeah. like, I don't even care, bro. Like, I be in Miami, like, pulling up to different places. They be playing it. People don't even know. Like, see, I'm not even about that. So I don't even care if you don't know. You know what I'm saying? But obviously, the more people that know you, the bigger opportunities, the more money and stuff like that. Yeah. So. You ever think there's, like, an appropriate time when, like, maybe you have the option to put your tag in a beat, but it may not just fit the actual, like, full song? Would you leave it out in that case, or would you still put it in? If it doesn't fit, yeah, I'll leave it out. While you're making it? Huh? While you're making it? While I'm making it? Talking about in the beat specifically. Or is that like more once the record's done? Oh, like like once it's done type of thing. But he, I think you were asking Like me. I was asking like, okay, like you made the beat, right? The yeah. full song is complete. And then you have the option of putting your tag in the beginning. But it may not sound right. It may throw the vibe off of the beat like or of the whole song just a little bit. Would you take it out or would you still leave it in just for the... I would leave it in. I would just leave it in. Mm. Yeah, I would leave it in and then just wait until like... Somebody puts the vocals on it and take it from there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times people be like, nah, bro, I want that tag in there. Put the, oh my God. So like mm. a lot of times people be wanting it. Really? Shit, because especially if, you, if you're if you like fresh out, like a starting up or on the on the, on the the come up artist yeah, and you got the yeah. Ronnie J tag in there, you're going to take it a little bit more serious when you listen yeah, to it. Yeah, no, facts. Mm. But like, you know, all the stuff I did with Ye, that's like not out yet. Mm. My tags and everything. Mm. At least. Yeah, that's hard. At least like now, nah, of now. <laughs> all right. Um, so we got a, a couple of random que- or not random questions. Um, we have put up on uh, on the IG for uh, you know fans to submit questions and stuff. Um, uh, first one is from uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's N A J D N A J Dowie ninety three. He says, uh, "What do producers mean when they say keep it simple? How simple should a beat be, and what is considered too simple?" When producers say keep it simple. I think that means when you feel like you're doing too much, don't do it. Um, but that's like a feeling. Like music is a feeling. So like only you will know that. I can't be like, yeah, bro, your next beat, don't add that hi-hat. Because mm-hmm. I don't even know what it's going to sound like. But like whenever you feel like, like whenever you start to question, you know what I'm saying? Just like let it be what it is. Um, and then what else did you say? You said what could there, what's considered too simple. Nah, I don't think anything is too simple. Nah. Not now, because like even sip, uh, not sipping tea, um, take a step back. That was literally three sounds, mm. and I'm not gonna lie. Like when I like when I was making that B with X or whatever, I was like, bro, you sure you want it like this? <laughs> he was like, Ronnie, trust me, trust me. You know what I'm saying now you see, like everybody plays it at these shows, it still goes up. You know what I'm saying it's one of his biggest songs. It goes crazy. I think when he's talking, like the dude that's asking, I think like something that keep in mind with too simple is if it's like. If it sounds empty or if it's not, like there's no, if the beat doesn't sound full, if it sounds like flat, then it might be too, too simple. I can't even say that because you could send it to an artist that's going to rock, you know, rock with it. True. And they drop it and it goes viral. True. Mm-hmm. So um, you can make a beat with just a kick drum, give it to the right person, it's going to go, it's gonna go crazy. <laughs> just a kick. Just a kick. Like nowadays, else. that's what I'm saying, bro. Like where we are right now, anything can happen. Anything is possible. But what's the last thing you said? Um... What did he say? He said, what producers mean when they say keep it simple? How simple should that be being what is considered too simple? Okay. I think we covered that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, going back to what is considered too simple, shit, I think you're better off going more simple than complicated nowadays. Yeah, like, I, I think so too. But I be hearing like some beats that are like really busy and they still work, you know? Mm. Going back to like Pharrell, like he doesn't do all that extra stuff at all. It's just like, you know, they just like go through like a bank of sounds and like he'll even use stock sounds to be honest. Wow. Mm. So yeah, works, right? yeah, exactly. It's literally just like whatever works. Like I might make a beat that's super like simple and it sounds like I did all these crazy effects or whatever and vice versa. And it's like, I didn't. Mm. I feel like that's the biggest thing the producers miss. They, they they listen to bigger producers and they think that y'all pulling up like a hundred effects. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then when they do it, it fucks up everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's like, real, bro. Crash the computer, everything. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I used to kind of think like that too at one point. Right. But it's, you know, it's all, a, it's all about the learning process. You know what I'm saying? You just learn. That's kind of like when you're in the mindset of like, they have something I don't right. have. Like, yeah, if I can just get this, if I can just get this speaker, yeah. if I can just get this exactly. yeah, yeah, if yeah. I can just get this. But that's not always the, the case. Level. So, uh-huh. yeah. That's probably never the case. Work right. with what you got. Keep it simple. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Nice. Just stick to like what you do. You know what I'm saying? Just get better at that. Hell yeah. Um, another one from Wake Up Chandler says, what effects do you put on your master channel? Uh, on my master channel, I don't put any. <laughs> clean, no, leave no it clean. 
No limiter ever, nothing like that. When you get into producing art, do you like the more technical side, like the VSTs, the different types of reverbs, the different plugins? Like, is that something that interests you, or are you just more like, yo, I'm just gonna make beats, and if I need this, I'll use it? No, like when I first started out, I had like all the plugins and, you know what I'm saying? Um, all that extra stuff, you know? Nowadays, nah, it's like bare minimum. Mm. I like to I like to have exactly what I'm gonna use type of thing, you know? I don't really like having like extra because it takes up too much space and all yeah. that, you know? Mm. Like I got a lot of drums and drum kits, but like in a special certain place, I have like exactly what like my go-to stuff. Mm. So yeah. I think it's like any, a phase phase people go through. Yeah, it's just phases, bro. You like, think you need all this shit? Like getting into any hobby, like you feel like you gotta have all the workout gear before you even work out. You know what I'm saying? Like Nike sweatband, walk up, everything. Hell yeah. Yeah, it should be phases for real. So I was gonna ask you if you have any like go-to VSTs that you like to use. Mm. Not really. Mm. Not really. You have an official drum kit dropping or you have one out yet? I've been thinking about that, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't really have an official drum kit out though. Mm-hmm. Like I do see like the Ronnie J type drum kits and all that. Mm-hmm. But I don't have an official one out. Um I thought about doing a deal with uh Splice. Mm-hmm. Like they offered, but you know, I just I'd rather I'd rather the price be a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then cause like they're gonna make more than that anyway. So it's like I but until then I'd rather keep it, you know, how I got it. You know, eventually one day I'll definitely like drop my own official drum kit. Mm. That'd be dope. Yeah. As as a producer who who has maintained or has reached a big level, how do you feel about other producers selling Ronnie J type beats, Ronnie J type kits, Ronnie J type loop packs and stuff yeah. like that? Without I, without giving you royalty. No, I don't care. I don't care at all. It's like yeah, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, it makes my name go around. So like I don't really care. Keep going. Make some know. more. <laughs> Make way more. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Go crazy. Um, from Lo-Fi, uh, another fan question at Lo-Fi said, do you consider yourself slept on despite having so many big records? Nah. Nah. Wait, do I consider myself slept on because what? Yeah. As a producer, do you consider yourself slept on despite having so many big records? Oh, okay, my bad. Um... Maybe not so much in the industry, because obviously we 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 already talked about your contacts. I'm talking about more or less amongst the fans and the producer community, maybe like mainstream. Nah, the thing about with me, bro, is like more people. Obviously, the goal for me and like my team is to get me to be like way bigger, so people can know. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you say, your girl don't know me. Like. I need everybody's girl to know me and everybody. Like, everybody has to know me. Watch out for this guy, man. Watch out. Hold on, bro. Hold on, bro. <laughs> everybody's girl. Yeah, no, you said everybody's girl. <laughs> no, no, no. But, you know, for, for business purposes only. Nah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I need, I need running. <laughs> I need, <laughs> we be fucking with you, bro. I need <laughs> everyone <laughs> to know, bro. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's like, um, I feel like, you know, I feel like, so I never had a, a a real PR publicist, you know? Mm. So if I did, then everybody would know about all the plays that I'm making, you know what I'm mm. saying? The whole MGK and Eminem thing, that should have been way like, bigger than what it is, you know? Yeah. But it's all good because, you know, the best has yet to come. And, you know, I'm just like still, you know, figuring things out, getting my team all the way right and stuff like that. And it's a lot of, it's a lot that, so, you know, it's a lot that goes into this. It's not all about just sitting down, just making beats, being behind the computer. And plus, like, I'm on an artist tip too. So it's like, <clears throat> you know, um, I don't want to say like I feel like I'm slept on, but there's still like, you know, a lot of the world that still needs to like know about me mm. and I will. I feel like you haven't had a lot of interviews either. Like, yeah, nah, like, yeah. So I appreciate you guys for this opportunity you know, as well. Definitely glad to be yeah. one, of them, one of them first ones for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's lit, yeah. When um, you, I had a question, like when you first started making beats, was your goal always to like kind of be, I want to be known like a name, um, what I say, a household name, and then you stepped out to be an artist to kind of achieve that goal? Or is it kind of like something like as you got into producing, you're like, okay, yo, I really want everybody to know who I am. I just wanted to be known for my own sound. So what comes with that is being known. Mm-hmm. So like... The only the right move after that is to become an artist because like everybody's going to pay attention almost. No, not for everyone because, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't really... Like, no, no, I mean just like just for you, I guess. Like just for you, like, okay, I want everybody to be well known. I'm already known for my producing. 
yo, if I step out as an artist, now that's another level away. I can really get my name out there. I mean, it helps, but <clears throat> at this point, I just I just do it because I enjoy it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, can't really force people to really know you and stuff like that. You can make smart moves, but you know, I'm not out here doing like stupid stuff for like publicity you know, for looks or nothing mm-hmm. either. Yeah. So it's like you know. Would you consider yourself more of like a businessman or more of like a creative? Both at this point, like 50-50. Mm. At this point, yeah, 50-50, bro. Mm. <clears throat> I, um, we got another fan question um, from Riff Beats. He said, how long do you let an artist sit with the beat before you offer it to someone else? And do you let multiple artists hear the same beats? Uh... Really, I, you know, I make, I'm like, as soon as I'm done with the beat, I just get it out. You know what I'm saying? Once I get it out, I don't really like, I don't, I don't dwell on it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. No, I never. Um, it's very rare that I do like send the same beats to like different artists. That doesn't happen all the time because I'm always making more. Mm. So like, I could make like 10 beats today. You know what I'm saying? And then I, I want to make a, another 10 tomorrow. I don't want to just keep sending out that 10 for the rest mm. of the week. Like. You don't get attached to beats? Yeah, nah. I like that. Not anymore. Gotta keep them coming. Mm. Is that not anymore? Is that something that you kind of had to like, <clears throat> like get over? Like, yeah, I used to like you know get attached to beats or whatever. But like, nah, you know. bro, that's a hit, bro. You, you sleeping on like, but that takes a lot of time and energy. I'd rather just keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's you know if it's going to connect with somebody, it's going. You don't got to do all that. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're in a room with them, and you want to like you know be a good salesman. Like, bro, trust me, this is it, and like that's different. And then talk about in the early days, kind of like waiting for them placements to happen. Okay. Um, like you know, bro made the song, which is like, bro, when drop it? When you drop? Oh, it? I mean, I'm still, I'm still dealing with that now. <laughs> so it's like you know, that's always gonna be a thing. But it sounds like you know now you kind of like care less about that. But like back, like, because you know, I'm talking about like producers that are just now, like, they might only have a placement or two and it wasn't nothing crazy. It wasn't a baby or because yeah. a lot of producers, like, they post, like, yo, bro, I got like five songs out that are supposed to drop for like, they've been supposed to drop for like two years. I would say for those guys that deal with that, do not dwell on it because if you dwell on it, then it's like you can't focus on, you know, other opportunities. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you can't dwell on it because like nothing is promised. You can make a thousand beats and send them all out and they might never hit. Mm. <laughs> it's like nothing is promised, you know? Like at all. Like nothing's a guarantee. So you just got to keep going at the end of the day if this is what you really want to do. Fair enough. Um, and then um, last fan question is from Produced by Jug. He said, what was the highest point in your career so far and what's been the lowest point? Highest point, I haven't reached it yet. The lowest point. I don't know, because every day's so good. Mm. I don't know. Maybe back in the beginning? Very beginning, for sure. Yeah, when I say like sleep on couches and like the floor, yeah, that was the worst ever. Was there thoughts of like, this shit, I'm like, bro, I'm my life's about to be a failure ever or to just kind of just... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, like, not like a failure, but like, there's times I wanted to give up, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <clears throat> I would just see, you know, like certain people around me, like Mike Zombie, he got the placement with Drake at that time. Certain things, you know, just like motivate me. I use it as motivation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I see somebody there and I'm like, yo, like, it ain't competition. I feel like you should always, you should always be in competition with yourself. But you know you can use people as as examples and be like, man, like I want to be better, bigger, like further, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would do things like that, like in my mind. And then um, one thing I know for me, like I was always a person like I got, I got good grades in school and everything, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And like I, I thought I was about to go to college and take that regular path, you know. I mean, you were in college, you say you had you want to be an architect at some point. You were in art school and stuff. So it's like at some point, like I feel like as an entrepreneur and a creative, like you kind of realize, like, damn, I don't. Think I want to be a doctor no more. I don't think I want to do that stuff. But even though you know you're smart enough, like damn, I could, I could, I could go obtain that. And then you go and you take something like, like what we're doing, which is like a long path it takes. You got to go through that time period of like struggling and sleeping on couches and all that stuff. But you know, like in the back of your head, you're like, damn, am I fucking up? Because like, bro, I could be in college right now, solidifying my future type shit. And that's more kind of what I was. 
I rather I like to gamble. Mm. I like to gamble. It's funner. You know, it's better. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't take no L's. You know what I'm saying? Like, you take L's, but like at this point in my life, like you know, it's just like I I couldn't like I can't go I couldn't go back home. You know, as a failure and yeah. You know, I made a promise to my mom and I made it happen. So like, you know, put her first, made it happen. I wasn't gonna take no for an answer. <laughs> it's also like a testimony to your patience and like kind of like your faith because taking a more traditional route, it's like a set guarantee. Like That's boring. It may not be, yeah, exactly. It may not be exactly what you want to do, but you know you're gonna have everything's gonna be taken care yeah. of, your bills gonna be taken care of. But it's like also it's like there's no fun in that. Like if it's not a little bit risky, if it's not a little bit dangerous, it's not. Yeah. Don't get that. But then, like, I feel like people think that this is easy too, but it's not. Like, you know, like having a nine to five, like, you know, when you're getting paid and stuff like that. This is more like a hustle. Like, yeah, it's a lot of money in it and all that. Like, you know, you can wake up sometimes and, like, do nothing or do what you want, but, like, it's still a hustle. You feel me? Like, when you produce at a certain level, you don't get paid exactly when you get the beat. Like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Everything is a process. So. It's kind of like similar to like being in like the NBA or like being like a amateur boxer or like whatever it is. It's like you can start off and you put all these hours in and you're only going to get paid this little bit, this little bit. But once you make it to the top, then you can make like Mayweather money or you can make like ridiculous amount. But it's like you got to be willing to go through all this to finally hit this point. Yeah, and you definitely. might not hit that point. Yeah. Shit, you better. If you're going to go through all this stuff, you better hit that yeah, point. Yeah, no, I got, got, to, got to hit that point. You know what I'm saying? But... But I mean, I feel like that's a choice. It might be, I mean, there's life circumstances and stuff, but it's also a choice if you're like, I feel like everyone gets those times where you kind of like got to test your metal. And if you mm-hmm. fold, then I mean, that's on you if you don't hit yeah, it. Yeah, like if something, like if something happens in your life that you have no control over, that's different. But other than that, my mind is like, I'm getting there regardless, period. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's the point of keeping, like going hard every day. Did you get like kind of like, like you seem like a little, like you're aware of like stuff, like, the power of positivity. Yeah, and like you're just more, I guess, enlightened, I guess you would say. Like, where does that all come from? This, I know you talked about growing up in church, but is there like books you read now or is it is it people you listen to now? Like what kind of keeps feeling that? What didn't let that die out? Um, I mean, well, first and, you know, foremost, like I believe in God. So that's really a thing, you know. I believe in God. I believe in, you know, the power of God. I believe in, you know, being positive. I do believe in, you know, you sow what you reap. So you put it out there into the world, you will get it mm-hmm. as long as you put in the work as well. Um, but, you know, there's people that aren't, that don't believe in God, that still gain success too, however they do it. But, you know what I'm saying? It's really just like, back to what you said, how do I how do I keep that going? I have to, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, nobody else will, you know? Mm-hmm. I might have some people around me that's like, you know, that would, you know, like tell me good things, but even to you know to get to where I am, I didn't have anybody that kept telling me like, "Yo, keep keep going, keep making beats. You're gonna get there." Like, your own nah. personal cheerleaders. Yeah, at the end of the day, you gotta be your own cheerleader. Mm-hmm. So, you gotta wake up. It has to be within you. You gotta find that. You know, you gotta find. You gotta find a reason to grind. You know, you said you gotta find a purpose behind it. You said you reap what you sowed. Was there a time when you weren't as positive and you saw that circle back, like the negativity circling back in your life? Nah, I didn't see it circle back, but uh, there was times I wasn't as positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I felt like I hated life, you know? Like, I was mm-hmm. sleeping on the floor or, like, on a floaty bed. I didn't have anything going on as far as, like, I wasn't doing things I really wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, going out a lot. I couldn't have girlfriends because I didn't have any money. Like, nobody mm-hmm. wants a boyfriend, no money. You know what I'm saying? I like to get fly, so I couldn't really get fly like I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. I just hate it. You know what I'm saying? I hate it. But it's all good because it paid off. If you seen a snapshot of your life now, would you believe it? Yeah. But I'm not anywhere where I want to be. Mm. Like, I'm not satisfied. Yeah, so let's talk more about your artist career, um, like your your relationship with uh, Atlantic and and uh, how did that come about and stuff? Um, so I was on tour. It was me, Ski Mask, uh, a few other people. We were on tour. And Atlantic like had hit me in my email. It was like, yo, you want to be in LA or whatever at this time? And I happened to beat her. And um, once I went to go meet with them, they were like, yeah, like, you know, we, we found you off of your song Sipping Tea that you did with X. Mm. So I was like, all right, that's cool. It's crazy. Like, what's up? Like, what do you want? Like, what do you guys want to do? Because I make music too. Mm. So then they were like, okay, yeah, we want to figure something out. And then they just signed me as an artist, mm. um, which is cool. Like, you know, that doesn't happen for like every producer either. So yeah. I was like, this is crazy. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then that was like when I was just like, yeah, like I really got to make this like a job. Like, you know, like really start making a lot of songs, which I have hella songs and stuff. What's your creative process as an artist? Um, when I go in the studio, I don't go to the studio to make beats. So I go there and I literally just record. Like I might make a beat really quick, but like barely finish it and then like record on top of it. But really like, you know, just like punching in. And when you say barely finished, do you go, will you like go back and add to the beat and stuff like that? Sometimes, but like what I realized, bro, is like, like, you know, like, you know, going back to like the whole keeping it simple thing. Yeah. I can make a beat and like, I don't know, how, how can I explain this? Like, I like, if I'm in the studio and I'm making a beat for myself, I like barely finish it and then I hop on it and it sounds great versus like if I'm making it for somebody else, I might take a little bit more time. Mm. That's weird. Just let the I gotta stop doing that. <laughs> I gotta just let it be like, you know. Let the vibe be what it's supposed to be. Yeah, mm. exactly. And then how long typically? How long you typically work on songs like lyrically? Um, and, I mean, not lyrically, like writing lyrics, just like yeah, like recording. Yeah, I feel it. Um, the longest maybe. I mean, the longest could be like an hour. You know what I'm wow. saying? But the quickest maybe like thirty minutes. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Mm. Depends. You know, depends on like the content. Depends on like if I'm just like freestyling. Depends on if I'm talking about something you know that I really care about. So I have all different type. I have like every genre of music you know that I make for myself. I got like super rap stuff. I got pop stuff. You know, I got some Spanish stuff where like I'm speaking Spanish and all that. <laughs> so like <laughs> yeah, edit up. When you're putting together like a full project, do you write out like like a plan for like what the project or like an album will be like? Okay, this is the goal. If you listen to this whole project, this is what I want you to feel like. Or like, what's your what's your process like when you put together a full body of work? Yeah, no, I've never done that, but mm-hmm. I like that idea a lot, and I think I should do that. Mm-hmm. But um, right now it's really just like I just feel like I'm making great songs. I just want them to be heard, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so diverse. And anybody that's gonna listen to me, like, don't expect just one sound. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be open to just all different type of vibes. Like, that's what I want people to know me for. Mm. Like, I wanna do stadiums, you know? Not just like rap stuff, but I could do rap stuff too, though. So, yeah. And any, uh, what releases do we gotta look forward to from you this year? Both on the artist and producer side. Yeah, so on the artist side, um, I'm dropping my next single called Gucci Lips with the, the music video. Um, I think that's in like the next two weeks for sure. Mm. Um, it is room like making noises, right? I want to ask moldy room. But. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Gucci Lips, you know, be on the lookout for that. And then I'll be dropping a, a few more other singles throughout the whole summer. And then I plan on dropping my project in September as an artist. Um, as a producer, just it's all over. You know what I'm saying? Just, there's a lot of stuff, you know? Hard to have control over that, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. I don't want to be like, yeah, I got this, this, and that, and gas it up. Like, you never really know. I just keep on working. I don't even care. I work, you know, my head down. Mm. Hope and pray for the best. <laughs> Any more uh, compilations? Compilation tapes from you? Look yeah, definitely. Oh, my God, Ronnie, too. Mm. Run away. Not just South Florida. Like, everybody in the whole entire world. All right. You got merchandise that uh, people can get, too? Or, like, do you guys have, do you have any plans of, like, anything that, like, outside of, like, yeah, I got these um, I got these pillows that are out right now. Um, I actually got to promote that a little bit more today because I only did it once. Uh, then I got like these hoodies coming out, these crazy hoodies. So y'all got merch too. You can just you know follow me on my Instagram at oh my god Ronnie omg Ronnie, and you can stay updated on the whole merch stuff. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know, man. Appreciate you pulling up, bro. Yeah, nah, thank you for having me. Alrighty, bro. Another episode in the books, man. Peace, Peace sir. Hit that oh subscribe. my god, Ronnie. <laughs>